This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCute, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. The Mankind Project South Africa is a men's development organization, but I feel like it's so much more. A week ago, I had no idea what they were actually about. And a friend of mine on Facebook posted that um, the Mankind Project South Africa saved his life. And this bell went off in my head because I knew that they'd been booked in the studio by my producer. And I knew I was going to be speaking to them. But I had no idea that they'd had such a far impact in my circle of friends alone. When I saw the status from Bruce J. Little, I I really got goosebumps. um, it made my heart feel really warm and I was really excited to get the guys in studio to talk about what it is that they do. And I've done, I believe, the initiative justice by not even reading up a single thing because I would like to hear it from their mouths as to what they do. And I'd like to take you on this journey with me so we can understand what the Mankind Project South Africa does for South Africa and apparently the globe as well because they've got different, um, they've got different I'm going to call them chapters in different parts of the world. So I've got Josh Murphy Giad Rousseau and Mlu Sibanda that have joined me in studio and I'm really, really, really excited to have you guys here. Welcome everybody. It's really good to have you in studio. Thanks Brent. Uh, thanks Brent and thanks to the audience. Honored to be here. Thanks so much. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, to start off, perhaps one of you, if you can just give me an idea of what the Mankind Project is. I'm Josh here. Uh, so it started in the was it late 80s, early 90s. It's been in South Africa since around 2001. And so I think I describe it as a men's kind of professional, uh, personal development uh, initiative. So we have a training, um, which happens on a weekend, and then we get together for 10 weeks and we learn approaches that help a man be more aware of their feelings, of living in integrity, of living in accountability. And a lot of it is about um, learning to feel your feelings and um, kind of a modern day initiation. I'm going to stop there. I could go on, but I don't want to just go on and on. I think, I mean, you could. This is, this is okay. what um, podcasting is about. It's long form, so we can sit and chat for days. But for me, from what you're saying and what I believe, <laughs> it's so important to have that not just in South Africa, but in the world. Because as men, we're taught to not feel. Yeah. As men, we're taught to put all those feelings down. Be a man. Mm. Put your big boy pants on. Um, and I think you guys are working with perhaps the anger Mm, absolutely. Um, we have an exercise. I mean, we have all sorts of, we call them processes, exercises where we would go through, we would, we would um, integrate and break down something like, what does it mean to be a man? And if you talk about anger, so one of my favorite things when I'm just introducing the program to someone, I talk about the four core emotions. There are more, but there are four, and each of them has a blessing. So the uh, blessing of anger is boundaries. The blessing of of sadness is compassion. The blessing of fear is intuition, finding out more. And the blessing of joy is leadership. So, yeah, I do get kind of excited talking about it because it's something I wasn't taught growing up. Despite having an otherwise pretty fortunate upbringing, 
Like this emotional intelligence was something that, you know, you don't learn in school and you don't necessarily learn from our families because they weren't taught by their families. Josh, I have to ask before you pass the microphone. So I, obviously I can hear there's an accent. Oh, I am American, yes. You're American. Yeah. So you didn't grow up here? No. And how, how did you become a part of first South Africa and secondly this project? Oh, gosh. So um, in my I'm also an amateur stand-up comedian. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one of my jokes. So um, I came to South Africa in 2010. People ask me why I came to South Africa. I tell them, I I tell them I came for love. But what I really got was two kids, a fear of being trampled on by a gate and a serious drinking problem. But uh, that's supposed to be funny. Um, So, so, but more seriously, um, yeah, I met my wife. She was, she's a South African studying in the States. We came here in 2010, right before the World Cup, Soccer World Cup. So that was the question, how I got here. Yeah. So I've been here, and I, and I joined Mankind, I think it was just 2016. And it's been a big part of my, um, so I'm in the middle of a divorce. So it's been a big part of where I'm at right now in my life and the support that's been very helpful. Was that the question? Yep, yeah. that, that yeah. answers the question. Mlu, I, I see you sitting there. I mean, we know that joke. You've heard it a couple of times. How are you part of the Mankind Project? I don't know. Sorry to take roles again and sorry to put it on a pedestal. I'm the center director for the Johannesburg community. Drops mic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, let me describe what a Mankind Project is to me. Mankind for me is like a ship or a vessel that is sailing somewhere else where there's storms, there's chaos, the weather changes and everything, but there's different rooms in that, in that whole cabin and everything, rooms of facilitation, rooms of vulnerability, rooms of multicultural awareness and diversity, and most of all, to know that being a man... Growing up, let me let me go back to that saying. Growing up as a black man is like what you said earlier on in Zulu or in Guni language. We say Indo Daikal that a man doesn't cry, that you withhold it and all that. And for me, it's been one of the most difficult things because it broke me up. Because when I stepped into the mankind cycle, I could cry easily and I could get a shoulder and I could get a hug without being judged, without being seen as weak, but being supported with different men of different colors and everyone showing that being a man is beyond race, is beyond tribe, is beyond ethnicity and everything. But the beautiful part about it is that all men, they are not perfect. All men have flaws, but we strive for perfection and we strive learning what it is to be a better man to you yourself and to the next man to you and to the women out there and to the queer community also out there that we have to also partake in that view to say there's different kinds of men at the same time. And for me, I always come back to say as a black man, we have what we call initiation schools that when I was growing up, I got circumcised my penis. I never got circumcised my mind. So Mankind Project for me is the circumcision of the mind. Of, of teaching me and equipping me skills to be a better man. And also one of the beautiful things is that I'm a father of a seven-year-old daughter, and through mankind, it's helping me and my parenthood skills. And also on the other end, my friendship skills. And also on the other end, to be a lover to the world, you know? Because I, I only thought that love was between men and women or between men and men. I didn't know that love is just to give away to the world, man. 
No, I love that. That's, yeah. that's so incredibly powerful. Um, I think, and, and we'll, we'll touch on this, uh, the globe, uh, the world is at a huge problem at the moment. And if we look at how the world is shifting and, and the state of our sentiment of being on this planet, it is angry. And I feel like, um, you know, this is a, a great pathway, great journey to human beings being better. And that's my mantra for 2020 is be better. It's all about being better. Jihad, how did you get involved in, in Mankind Project? So um, I did a stint at rehab in 2017 and I noticed there were a few circles there. I went outside one night and there was a fire burning and guys were burning in Pepu and the, the parking lot was full. There were car, all different kinds of cars. There were broken cars. There were expensive cars. There were Jeeps. And I saw a group of men standing outside in a circle, blessing each other with Mpepu and holding hands. I'm talking about men of all different races, ages, all different kinds of financial backgrounds. And I wondered, what is this? This looks weird, right? And I noticed why, that... Why all, are there a bunch of men holding hands? Why are there a bunch of men holding hands randomly on a Tuesday night around a fire? Um, but there was a strength to them. The way they engaged each other, they looked each other deadpan in the eyes. There was love. They hugged each other. They embraced. There was something spiritual and something ancient about what I had seen, which I had never seen before, you know, in this modern era. I wondered, what is this, right? And when I inquired, I was told, well, this is a Mankind Project meeting. And I asked, well, I would love to be a part of that. I've never seen this kind of, this kind of connection between men. Growing up... Um, in the Cape Flats myself, moving to Joburg, moving to Yeovil, there's a certain kind of bravado, uh, misogynist kind of way of being a man in modern society that I'd always known. This is the character. This is what a strong man is like. This was a different kind of strength that I'd seen. And I was told, no, go on the weekend. The weekend's an initiation. It's a, it's a, it's a warrior training weekend. And you'll become part of us. And I did, and I've never looked back, and it's been amazing. It's been incredible. Like... What just to what I'm saying, like initiation in South Africa, there's there's something missing. There's something missing in actually doing it for the cause of making us better men. And for me personally, to see the interaction of different men in different parts and sectors of society, I always thought men of money won't understand my journey. Gay men might not understand my journey. Only men who come from a place where I come from will understand me as a man. And Mankind Project has helped, helped unpack that that isn't true. Mm. It's a beautiful opportunity for men of all different backgrounds to come together and learn from each other, heal each other. When we sit in circles, we actually find the humanity within each other. And I think there's no other place I've seen this happen so true and genuinely be between men where we can actually see that we're actually just men trying to figure out our lives. And the anger and the fears and the pain and the misery and the things that we feel can be worked on together. So um, last year, towards the end of last year, I was part of a GQ article where they were speaking about different men and different issues that we have in South Africa and how we overcame those issues. And there were great men that were part of the panel or part of the the article. It was Dr. John Carney, Sia Kulisi, um, that fabulous doctor in, in Pretoria that became the first doctor to uh, help with the inner ear 3D printed, like amazing men that are doing incredible things in South Africa. But there was one continuous line between all of these incredible humans, these incredible South Africans, these incredible men. Um, they were all concerned about the women in our country and their biggest, their biggest talking point when questions were asked and answered is that we need to we need to be holding more men accountable to being better men 
And what I love, what I'm hearing about this project is that that is exactly what you're doing. You're teaching each other, you're teaching other men how to be in touch with their feelings, how to realize that that my normal is not necessarily your normal, but um, together it is our normal, which is a beautiful sentiment, I believe. Um, has that been something that has come up in your circles, violence against women, how we as men be better? So if I can speak to that, um, last year with the incident at the post office really shook our entire community. It shook the entire country. The amount of trauma that that caused women in every sector of this country is phenomenal and totally unacceptable. That, and and we, we, what, what we did and what I did is I took stock as a man to say, will I ever feel fear going to the post office? And therefore, can I understand what we have done to the women in this country? And can I sit back and do nothing? So Mankind Project put together a campaign, hashtag triple nine four nine, where we stand up for nine minutes on the 9th of September um, in solitude, in solidarity, and in silence to take a stand against gender-based violence. And that hashtag went further. We created another one called Real, hashtag Real Men Stand Up. And we encouraged men from across the country to take a time out to take stock of what we have done. But what we also realized that just standing and sitting in silence is not going to actually change the situation. And what we've realized too, and what I've realized is that the problem lies with men. You know, it's, if, if we can heal ourselves, we are helping women. So it's not good enough just to say what, what is affecting women, how do women feel, what are we doing as men? Are we doing enough? Are we listening? Are we showing up in the right way? Are we holding each other accountable? to what is going on. And I think because men are the, are the majority perpetrators in the violence against women, in abuse, in child abuse, in all of these things, it is vital that we work on ourselves. And if we are well as men, we can help the next man get well. Mankind's whole thing is he'll change the world one man at a time. Before you joined Mankind Project, did you have the same thought process that you do right now? Exactly that answer that you gave me right now. Are you the same person that you were before you joined? Because I feel like you were, and it was waiting to come out. That's great insight. So was I the same man? Yes. Did I know how to handle these feelings? No. So I always had this calling to make a change, to make a difference. But as we were talking about anger, I used anger to act out on the things I didn't know how to behave. I used substances because I didn't know how to get this out of my system. So I turned to different behavior patterns to actually deal with the stress, to deal with the injustices that I saw. Mankind Project helped me find different ways to deal with my, my emotions, to deal with my feelings, and to actually use those energies to create a positive impact. Wow. Very, very, very powerful. And um, I'm sure a lot of the men that are listening right now are sort of introspectly looking inside going, hold the phone. I have exactly the same thoughts and feelings and I've needed somewhere to go. Mlu, how many people are part of, I don't know, Johannesburg's chapter, South Africa's chapter? How does it work? Mankind is quite broadly. We have a community in Joburg. We have a community in Cape Town. I think we have more than 10,000 men who are active differently. Uh, there's men in KZN, there's men in Neisner trying to ignite that we've also gone beyond Africa. There's men that are coming down from DRC and Kenya and everywhere because we have to realize that masculinity and toxic is not only limited to geographical spaces or regional spaces it's a global issue that is there you know as for me i also want to come back to support jihad to say learning to be a man has been a difficult thing because there's been a narrative that men are trash which affected me a lot and i asked myself a question i said how can i be recyclable trash 
How can I get to be aware of myself instead of denying this and say, I'm not trash, I'm not this, but how do I become of a society that brings that change, that brings that awareness, that talks about rape culture, that when another man who's next to me in as much as I love him, that objectifies or subjectifies a woman into becoming a being or cheap piece of meat, my voice needs to be said because that man trusts me. So I can stand up and say, no, 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 my guy, what you're doing is not well. Maybe that person, what you're saying, you could have said, oh, shit, she's nice. And that could have triggered her of her past abuse and everything. So how do we accommodate those things? And for me, the biggest awareness, like Jihad said, doesn't come also from the post-incident, but it comes from the fact that I have a daughter. Is my daughter going to be safe in this world? Is my daughter going to see me as the same person as the other men that she'll want to be with next to them? And again, also having a partner, you know, I, I have a girlfriend who also told me one of the beautiful things is that men are afraid because women are talking now, you know, and only thing that women want is equality and women want to be listened to and saying women want to be listened to doesn't mean is that men must speak for women. No, we mustn't pick women's issues, but we must create cycles within ourselves as men and talk about ourselves, how we affect these women and how we stop them and how we infringe them. And for me, so mankind growing into numbers means that at least the present is going to be a gift for the future. And the gift for the future is that it's going to be a safe world for me, you, others, children, everywhere out there, you know, because this fight is bigger than race, which is racism. But I think this fight is about humanity and humanity starts by loving ourselves. And as men, the first love that we must do is to emit the love to others that we hold in within ourselves and within our circles and within our community. And for me as a black man, sorry I keep on referring to this, but I love this part of much. I come from a society where there's traditions, where there's superstitions, where there's taboos that infringe communication. There's a certain way I can't speak to my parents about. There's a certain way I can't speak to my peers about. But mankind has been a tool and a vessel for me to say I can express this to myself. And it takes me back when I go back to my community. I'm aware of the type of people that I'm speaking with. And I am very at ease to understand them where they're at and how I bring them across to get to understand this. So for me, what I love about mankind is that it's so contagious, you know. Do you, do you feel it is contagious? Yeah. Do you feel like when you, even when you go back into your community and you still, you uphold your traditions and your, your customs and, and your cultural, like not being able to speak to your parents in a certain way, you still uphold that because that's respect, right? Yeah, yeah. But in the same breath, you found a way to break through in yeah. communication. And from that, I'm sure that your parents have, have been susceptible to that and open to it. Yeah, very much. And it's, it is also brought an awareness where people were like, dude, what happened to you? What's going on? Why are you such a yeah. nice guy now? Yeah, why you, they even use the word, like, why are you soft? And I'm like, because I discovered the feminine part of me. And now that's balance. That's the yin and yang. And for me, that's mature masculinity for me. I think that's one thing that ma mankind provides, mature masculinity, Strong. the awareness of everything. And we've been struggling with this. I think we had a better phase and better moving forwardness, you know. Those are strong, strong, strong words. Mature masculinity. Um, from my perspective, right? So 
every every person is going through something. Every person has got a story to tell, um, and that's that's always why I try promote kindness in everything that I do because I believe that everybody's walking around with a really big bag of really hard stuff that they're dealing with that we have no idea that they're going through. And what I love about this project is there you focused a lot on on yourself, on men and women. But a couple of minutes ago, you also brought in the LGBTQ community. And that's what I've had to deal with my whole life. Um, when I was younger in primary school, I was, I was badly bullied because I was so different. And, and even though I didn't understand what the difference was, the boys around me had been taught that, that whatever I was was wrong. So I didn't even understand what I was, but somehow they knew it already. And that's a learned behavior. Mm. And when I got to high school, um, I learned how to fit in really well. And I learned how to wear a really manly mask. Mm-hmm. And even though there was this, this gay side of me, I, I completely put that away and I learned how to fit in. And it was when I first came out when I was just out of school, it was, I waited till school ended because I couldn't deal with bullying again. Didn't want to go back to primary school and high school was a really great time in my life. Mm-hmm. So I waited until school ended to, to become who I always needed to be. And that for me is, is very powerful for your project to include the LGBT community because they also have this idea of what masculinity is supposed to be for them. And I love the fact that, um, what did you call it? Mature masculinity. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's, it's mature masculinity is the ops, opposite of toxic masculinity. It's where you learn that you can be a man and so can everybody else. Absolutely. Should I join the team? <laughs> well, yeah. We, we, Lou talked about it being contagious. And one thing we try to, I try to balance with is like, I want to let all men know about this and I want to invite them along. But not everyone's ready. Uh, some people are comfortable with their mask and it's not something you can force onto someone. So it's a tricky one. Okay, but, so but please come. We'd like to. <laughs> so I I need to because obviously there's there's listeners now that are both men and women and LGBT community. There's there's a vast array of people that listen to the show, and they might be thinking I need to either go to this yeah. or I need to pick up the phone and and phone my husband and he needs to go to this or my best friend or my son. What is the age category of of gents that can get involved in this? Where can we find out? Where how often do you meet? I mean, there's so many questions here. So I want. Let me get a couple things off the bat. Um, so, my understanding is eighteen plus. All you have to do is identify as being a man. There is a sister organization, uh, Women Within Women for Africa, and I, sometimes I worry about us being exclusionary towards women. But the whole idea is we have to meet meet as men uh, because there's so many spaces where you can meet co-ed. This is a space where men meet and well, I'm also, take responsibility for I was gonna, it. I was going to say. In, and in, safety to the women so that they, yeah. In a circle like that where it's just men, you can also face really hard truths. Yeah. Um, and you can, you can deal with things that need to be dealt with. Exactly. So 18 plus, identify as a man. If I'm in Johannesburg, where do I go? What do I do? How do I, how do I find you? Oh, okay. Before we speak about finding us, I think also one thing that I, I would like to put across to the nation is that Mankind Project is not an island. It works with other people. So we work with what is called Boys to Men or Rite of Passage because sometimes or most of the times it's difficult to heal an old person. So we have to start with the young kids at a young age so that they can become aware and they don't become 
what the current man is and that current image. So there is also one of, of the groups called the Boys to Men, which deals with the young kids and there's trained people which are there so that the kids can feel safe. We also got a rite of passage that is coming on in March, that is before the weekend, where fathers bring into bring into the circle of their kids and they speak with them and they make it safe on that but josh has got the details for the program so to find out about us you can go to facebook.com uh, slash mkp south africa we're also on instagram mkp south africa the open meeting is being held by a group of men who identify themselves as the anchorman i'm part of the anchorman cycle we meet in roosevelt park the rec center. So if you Google Maps, the rec center, I think it's 73 Peller Ave in Roosevelt Park. Okay. Yeah. And that's happening, t- well, tonight on uh, Tuesday. Exactly, yeah. And that's in preparation for, we're trying to, um, to use the South African cliche, make the circle bigger. Because uh, our March training is coming up 13 to 15 March. And you can find the links to register there on that Facebook page I mentioned. Also on Twitter at MKP underscore Joburg. Amazing. Yeah, if I may, um, find out about us. Go to, go to Facebook. Go to our website. But to become a member of Mankind Project, the, we have a training weekend in March. I think it's on the weekend of the 13th of March. What this is, is this is your initiation, your new new warrior training training adventure. That's what it's called, new warrior training adventure. If you are ready to step into the man you always knew you wanted to be, to take the mask off, regardless of orientation, regardless of race, regardless of your financial situation, this is how you enter our organization. The training weekend provides you with everything that you need. You become part of the organization. What it is is a journey into yourself. It's not an initiation in a classic sense of initiation where there's hazing, there's absolutely no hazing. There's no humiliation. There's no extreme physical conduct of, of any sort. What it is, we can't tell you what it is. <laughs> this is the beauty of it. I can't tell you. It's, it's something that a man has to experience for himself. If you're ready, our training weekend in March is the, is the way into the organization. All right. Um, so I'm going to put all of those details uh, underneath this podcast with all the information, all the links, so that people can get hold of it. Mlu, if you could leave... Our listeners, if there's a guy that's listening right now and he's just, you know, he resonates with what you guys are saying. He wants to make a difference in South Africa. He wants to be better, but he's he's a little bit afraid of taking that step into going and checking out the websites or coming to a meeting or even being involved in that Warrior Weekend. If you can give him one piece of advice right now to be a better man, what would that be? Uh, I'll start off saying that uh, Mankind Project is not a cult. (laughs) (laughs) we should have said that at the beginning i'm sure i've got a lot of listeners like "Hmm." Uh, it's it's not a cult and for me mankind project it's a journey that is a beginning of a new phase and a new dawn of becoming a better man and of becoming aware of yourself of being accountable and being responsible and learning to listen and learning to engage and learning to know that you can be supported by other men and that whatever you say is within a safe space. And basically, I would like to go back to what my partner Mbali said to me. He said, when you went to the weekend, you came back differently. And I was like, did I gain complexion? Did I gain weight? And she said, no, you are able to listen to me. Mm. You know? And I was like, damn, that means I grew up without a listening skill all along. But... When I sat down after a while, I really realized that 
the tools that I've been equipped with are helping me to understand that I do not only exist alone in this world. I exist with other people. I can correlate. For me, for a man that is out there, I say, what's the fear? Take the risk. Be a better man for yourself, for your family, for your friends, for your lovers, for the world, and most of all, for the new world order, which is love, man. I love that, and I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going into, like I said, 2020 with this mantra of being better, and I'm dedicating a lot of shows to learning, to going on these journeys where we can understand as human beings how to be better, how to get there, and I think this is a really simple way um, for men to be part of a bigger community, a bigger cause, and to hold ourselves accountable and to be active citizens, which is also huge, um, to making a change and hashtag being better. This is the good things, guys. Jackpot on Jackaranda. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe and do all those good things um, so you can catch up with all the other shows. Wishing you only good things. I'm Brendan DeCue, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy, and you've been listening to Good Things Guy, a Jackpot podcast. For more episodes or to subscribe, rate, or review my podcast, go to iTunes, Iona FM, or Google Podcasts. Be kinder than necessary to yourself and each other. Thanks, and only good things. <laughs>